Hello, everyone. This is Muhammad Ali reporting to you from Purity Macro. <clears throat> Thanks for signing into our macro podcast today. I thought that it would be a good idea to take some time out today and discuss the potential inflationary impact of the ongoing unrest in the Red Sea. Before we get into the facts and figures, however, it's helpful to take a look at the world map first in order to visually see the importance of the Suez Canal and the Red Sea Corridor in the context of world trade. It's essentially a water artery that provides a shortcut to Europe and the Atlantic Ocean without having to go around the Horn of Africa. To that end, it is a gateway point for many goods traveling from Asia and arriving onto European and North American shores. Of course, you can send cargo via air and land, but as it currently stands, approximately 10% of world trade goes through this channel and approximately 30% of all container traffic passes through the Suez Canal and then on to other destinations. These containers would tend to either carry oil or a vast variety of durable goods, such as toys, furniture, and shoes. The shipping contracts for these goods would have been agreed via the use of long-term contracts priced off the use of live spot shipping container freight rates. It is these rates that have experienced a significant spike in recent weeks as shipping liners price in the additional risk of carrying cargo around the Horn of Africa. Looking at the rates on a route-by-route -route basis, we can see that shipping starting in Shanghai and heading to Los Angeles have gone up by some 40%, whereas routes ending up in New York have gone up a bit more. Routes destined for Europe, however, have surged by about 250%. This is a sizable move in a very short space of time. A shipping liner previously could navigate through the Suez Canal and make its way into the Mediterranean Sea and shortly thereafter arrive on the southern shores of Italy. The trip now to go around Africa adds a significant amount of time and mileage that previously was not necessary. For a U.S.-bound container, even if the vessel went through the Suez, it would still have to cross the entire Mediterranean Sea and Atlantic Ocean in order to arrive on U.S. shores. The extra mileage required to go around Africa instead is burdensome, but as a component percentage of the entire journey, more manageable. U.S. producers and wholesalers might also be more willing to absorb the increase in shipping costs for some time given the more muted rise for U.S.-bound cargo. British and European importers, however, will have to pass on some of the costs to the end consumer given the scale of the price jump being experienced. For this reason, it is likely that European and U.K. fixed income 
underperform U.S. bonds for a while as the market prices in a higher short-term impact on European inflation relative to the U.S. from the unrest in the Red Sea. Before I end this podcast, I did want to highlight that ultimately, a lot of goods currently being shipped would be already agreed to at fixed shipping rates. Keep in mind additionally that this is impacting only 10% of global trade and that shipping costs themselves as a percentage of the cost of goods sold ranges between 10 and 15%. So by the time the cumulative impact is actually translated into real inflation measures being watched by central banks, the impact could end up being marginal, at least for the United States. It is a delicate time, however, for the world to be experiencing a supply chain related disruption, given expectations by global markets for easier central bank policy. To that end, we shall keep a close eye on developments in the coming days and report our evolving views as and when necessary. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Have a great week and bye for now. Ciao.